If you look at the top 20 foods that the firefighters are eating, we did not find one vegetable in that group. And the majority of the rest of the diet uh, was meat and alcohol and processed foods. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service just like you from coast to coast. Firefighters seem to be a pretty healthy group of people, wouldn't you agree? After all, you work out a lot, right? But what do you eat? Now look, I'm not your dad, but exercising doesn't give you carte blanche to eat junk. But that's exactly what my guest today says is happening. Susie Day, Ph.D., is a professor of epidemiology at UT Health School of Public Health in Houston. Her training is in nutritional and occupational epidemiology. She's been doing research with her colleagues on firefighters for the last nine years with funding from FEMA and the NIH. They're doing studies on various lifestyle behaviors in about 2,000 firefighters across the nation. And Dr. Susie Day is here now to tell us what they're finding. Welcome to Code 3. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. What do firefighters eat? Well, they eat a lot, just like what we do here in America, because the fire service is really just a snapshot of of what America is doing. So when we did our recent study, we found that firefighters uh, don't have the best diet and that they're suffering from a lot of the same results of a bad diet, which is the overweight and obesity that the rest of America is looking at. But as I mentioned a second ago, they do work out a lot. So does that help compensate? Obviously, it's it's good to work out and they need to be fit. But again, just like the rest of America, firefighters don't work out and be physically active enough to burn off all of the excess calories they're getting because their food choices are not the best. So did those choices come as a surprise to you? They did. When we um, did an analysis of looking at all of the foods and beverages consumed by the firefighters in the large study that we did, we had over 689 different firefighters from 20 different departments all across the U.S. We had over 1,800 days of intake where they reported everything they ate and drank. And so we looked at what the important foods were in their diet and what the um, important beverages were, and we ranked all those. And if you look at the top 20 foods that the firefighters are eating, we did not find one vegetable in that group. We (laughs) found fruit occur one time. And the majority of the rest of the diet uh, was meat and alcohol and processed foods. 
Now, to be clear, I know we're not talking about all firefighters here. I mean, I know of one station where the guys were complaining that all they get from well-meaning folks is sugary stuff, and one firefighter said he'd love to see them bring by a deli plate. (laughs) Yes, of course. In, In research studies, we don't say that we have the results of every firefighter. But what we do is we had a smattering of firefighters from across the nation. And in this particular study, half of the fire departments, that's one of them, that were from the study, were from stations that reported they were, they were trying to be healthy and that they were doing something, some sort of program they were trying to do. And then the other half said they really weren't doing anything. And then, of course, as you stated, there's some crews that are incredibly motivated and they have very rigid habits about what they eat, how they exercise. And then there's others that are a mix of individuals. And then there's some crews that just largely don't work out and they perhaps don't have the best diets. So what we tried to do was capture a blend of all of that so that what we present could be more representative of the whole fire service, which is a blend of types of uh, eating habits. Are you recommending that firefighters become health food fanatics? I mean, isn't that a tough sell to guys who like fried mozzarella for dinner? No, that is not what we advocate, and it's not my personal belief, nor is it what we have tried to do with programs that we've worked with to help the firefighters We know that they have an incredibly stressful lifestyle, and that lifestyle requires a lot of intensity, a lot of energy output, and they do have to have a large amount of energy to able to perform their daily duties. And we're not advocating some sort of strange diet because we know that just from research that you can't put people on extremes and expect them to be able to to make big changes. The changes have got to be gradual. And they've got to be targeted uh, oftentimes in, with small changes along the way to you know, help facilitate making big, big, big alterations in what your daily habits have been. We've tried to look at it by targeting certain areas of things in the diet and um, the, the areas that seem to be resonating well in the studies that we've been doing are to get firefighters to begin to think about um, getting rid of the uh, processed foods in their diet. Because if you get rid of processed foods, that hits at snacks and the refined grains, all the extra pastas and things of that nature, frozen foods that have a lot of, of junk in them and oftentimes added sugars and things like that. We've tried to encourage um, getting more fruits and vegetables into what they eat and also getting rid of the added sugars in the diet. And then the fourth thing is healthy hydration. Um, Hydration is such a key thing for firefighters. I'll be back with more right after this. Every day, you put your life on the line to protect our families, friends, communities, cities, and our nation. Federal Resources knows the dangers you encounter daily. Whether it's fire, hazmat, or the more recent opioid threats, we're here to support you, protect you, and help train you for your next mission. You're looking out for everyone else. Let us look out for you. Federalresources.com.
There have been plenty of heart attacks among members of the fire service. I'm assuming you assign the blame for that, at least in part, to diet? Well, research shows that what we eat has a direct effect on what is the result in our body. And the result of having an unhealthy diet, which has unhealthy fats in it, has added sugars, which lead to increased weight and lack of glucose management, poor hydration, all of these things, and lack of fruits and vegetables, which provide us minerals and vitamins that are essential, can lead to cardiovascular disease exacerbation. Now, we've all got family history. We've all got things we inherited because we didn't get to pick our parents. But these things are the lifestyle things that can perhaps push a person over that edge to actually manifest cardiovascular disease or those that perhaps live a healthier lifestyle and can, you know, move better. Have you been able to see the results of your research? I mean, the real world, I mean, have you ever, have you seen any firefighters who decided to change their diets as a group? Yes, we have. And our, our studies have been um, very rewarding in that way in that when we have gone into the departments and across the nations, both big and small and both career and in volunteer uh, departments, that there are motivated folks out there who, who want to do better, who want to live better and want to um, attack this problem and how to eat better and just to get that information um, have begun to make changes. And then because of their changes, that helps motivate their peers. And it, it's sort of a, you know, it's a, a, a rolling ball here that we hope that we can encourage more to make these kinds of changes. We've got some exciting results that we're going to be getting out about um, here uh, soon about uh, the study we've been doing with um, firefighters across the nation, again, with um, encouraging healthy diet and uh, physical activity. And um, so we know we can make some changes. Um, it's not going to be overnight, but it's a culture change we're trying to make, like I said, all across America. All right. We'll be looking for those results. Dr. Susie Day, thanks for talking with us on Code 3. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. This was a pleasure. And we put some more information on Susie's study and firefighter diets on our website at code3podcast.com slash food. Check it out. Now, here comes your trivia question. You may have a fairly elaborate mustache. A lot of firefighters do. But do you know how the tradition started? I'll have the answer right after this. Now's your chance to get your hands on Code 3 t-shirts, sweatshirts, and more. Show your support for the podcast that supports firefighters from coast to coast. Just go to Code3Podcast.com and click on the Code 3 store link. Or go to Code3Podcast.com slash shop and tell the world that you're a Code 3 fan. And here's your trivia answer. The tradition of firefighters wearing elaborate mustaches began in the 1960s. It was a reaction to fire department regulations that forbid beards because they interfered with SCBA masks. For decades before SCBAs, some firefighters wore both beards and mustaches because they felt that those helped filter out the smoke from fires. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. 
Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll join me. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.